Hi, I'm Bianna. And I'm Darren. And, and we're, we're Bold, Bold Culture. Culture. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you've probably heard your share of agencies talking about the culture they create internally and for their clients. But the culture you express in your marketing message also needs to match what your employees are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And we find that's often not the case. Yeah, diverse audiences are the most influential creators and consumers, but their communities are rarely represented as agency talent across the ladder. This is why agencies come to Bold Culture. We help brands and agencies understand and connect to the communities that are building culture. Want to know where to start? Contact us at info at boldculture.co or visit us at boldculture.co. Welcome to Mixed Company, bringing the siloed and uncomfortable conversation we have with our friends to the forefront so everyone can participate in the conversation. We say all the things you never would in Mixed Company. Welcome to Mixed Company. Okay, cool. So we are here with Mixed Company. Oh, yes. Hello. We're on the West Coast. Karina's new hometown because the Bronx wasn't far enough. (laughs) Pretty much. Dang. I mean, you left us or whatever, and it's cool. I mean, can we now say that Mixed Company is bi-coastal now? Mixed Company is bi-coastal. Come on, silver lining. Hey, that's the dream, isn't it? You moved to a different Bronx. You did move to a different. Like, I mean, you could have visited until you said that. Oh, well, <laughs> now we just invited. <laughs> Kai, we're you're not, invited. <laughs> we're, not getting, we're not getting Sunday dinner tonight. Oh, I live in um, Sherman Oaks. The I suburbs. The I live in the Bronx. I live in Inglewood. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about distance. Distance <laughs> to life. <laughs> distance Which, to I'm life. Far from, I'm far from the Brooklyn Heights are here. Yeah, but be, people can visit. LA level, you far. That's not, that's not even visiting. That's like vacation. You need a whole itinerary to go to Sherman Oaks. Like, that's far, friend. But Do you want to visit or not? Listen, <laughs> let me not talk myself out of a meal. Um, well, we're excited to be visiting Karina in her new home. We are excited to be here in Los Angeles, word, California. Word. Yes. We are also excited to be here for the 2019 Ad Color conference and award ceremony um which means that we have the opportunity to um catch up with a whole bunch of people that we don't usually see on the east coast one of those people by the way um is miss shannon washington who if you don't know we've been probably fangirling about for um maybe a year and a half and you kind of (laughs) like called us out like we totally caught your shade like a couple months ago on twitter like you keep talking about me but i ain't get no invite and i was like yeah but like I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So Shannon, welcome. Cash these fingers. I mean, uh, right, I, yeah. right, 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 right. Like it, re- it definitely was like Twitter fingers, and I felt it in my soul. So welcome to Mixed Company for Thank real, you. for real. Thank this you time. for having You're me, welcome. guys. Yes. I'm big fans of you guys. Are You're you really? You. Yeah. Don't I say listen. that. No, I do. No, I have to listen to things to stop me from killing people at work. So oh, we I stop you. We don't incite you. We, Other we than are, the voices in my head. That's fair. Yeah, we are. We are friends in people's heads i mean i don't know that's if that's nice. a great thing but you know that's an honor. Yeah, you claim it i'm here for it <laughs> i also want to just as i always do whenever anything has to do with howard shannon also has on her howard sweatshirt right now and i do and it is entirely too hot for me to right which means that it's lo- like that's that's how much love it is it doesn't I, even matter the temperature i read myself the entire drive here like <laughs> bitch you know it is too hot to you had your ac on blast <laughs> It was cold when I walked my dog this morning. It Listen, was. It's fly. But, you know, it's it's a Howard thing. We it is it. a Howard thing. It's like, you know how hot? What's hot is my passion for my alma <laughs> mater. That's what's hot. What's <laughs> hot is my love for the hilltop. Okay. So, Shannon, thanks for joining us. We definitely want to make sure that um, we talk a little bit about your career. So as far as we're concerned, you are probably one of the most senior uh, creatives um, that is A, a woman, and B, black, and then three, dope. Um, So Three is number important. Three is probably most important, but I didn't say them in order of importance. Um, But with that being said, tell us a little bit about how you came to be the Shannon Washington we all know and admire today. Um, well, I think I kind of, you know, I kind of sidestepped into the industry in the sense that I was working, um, uh, working around New York 
at labels. I was a design. I started as a designer, and mm-hmm. so I was doing album covers and assisting on shoots and things of that nature. And um, a few years went by in doing that, and you know, you start to meet people, and people, you know, they remember the work that you do, and it just so happened that that was around the time where. In the music and editorial scene, people started to say, hey, maybe we can do the marketing a bit more before what we know as like branded content today. This is almost like 15 years ago. And I just happened to be one of the people in those conversations. And so um, that allowed me to get into experiential, which actually led me to gray in terms, in, in a weird way, in the, in the sense that I was working at um, an experiential agency. I just started doing above the line stuff. I was doing commercials for Remmel and shoots and things like that and it just so happened that I they were all beauty related and you know gray at the time um, I believe they still might um, had one of the largest chunks of PNG's beauty business with covergirl and Pantene and so I kind of like sidestepped uh-huh. like my way into that just because of my expertise on beauty my expertise on multicultural beauty or just beauty right that word but um, <laughs> but I just had that because I was doing that I was helping my friends launch these things I was writing I was designing you know I had came from working at Essence I'd worked at Complex I had done so much stuff that that was so baked in urban or black culture um, that it in, in this was a time when people were really starting to understand that it needs to be commodified and we need to have people who can do it and so from there like by the time I got to gray I just fought to get at the big tables and that's then, you know, Droga and mm-hmm. um, some time at Deutsch and now freelancing around town. Just, yeah. that's what it's you funny do you it. say <laughs> fight to get at that table. So one of um, one of the panels, huh? The panels, I, one of the panels I moderated yesterday um, was called Heavy. Heavy was that is the crown. Pink or purple? It was purple. It was cute. Thank you so much. <laughs> I saw it on thank Instagram. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Like, but one of the questions that I asked. Um, the panelists was about what does it look like to lean in or what does it look like to defend yourself or advocate for yourself uh, within the workplace when you are a woman of color because you mentioned having to fight for your seat mm-hmm. at the table but fighting for your seat at the table looks very differently depending on who you are oh, and yeah. what what that nuance is for you yeah so what did that look like for you for me it was learning to let other people fight for my seat mm. because if I if I was so young Mm-hmm. So I did not have you, I mean, I did not have maturity on my side. I didn't have enough tenure, you know. And that's just like, take my race and my gender out of it. I didn't have tenure in order to be like, I want to go do this. Mm-hmm. But I learned very quickly the power of advocacy on my behalf and going to the right people and going and saying, hey, I'd be really interested in this. Or, hey, I think I can work on this because this was also the time where, you know, if you were a woman, they would like, if you were, say if you were a junior coming out of school, they would place you on like women's quote unquote things. And I didn't, I wanted to work on a Gillette team. I wanted to work on, you know, direct TV. I wanted to do all the things that I knew that I could do, but in order to do that, I couldn't just walk in there like still a lot of people think that they can do and say, I want to do this. Take those other variables about me off the table. I didn't have the right to say that yet, Hmm. but I also knew that I had two extra hurdles because if I were to vocally advocate for myself, I knew how it could be taken the wrong way. Yeah. And so I quickly learned that, you know, when it came to really partnering with my creative resource managers and putting myself in front of other CDs and ECDs, especially like, oh, you're trying to get at this artist? Boom, I just did his album cover like four years ago when Mm -hmm. it was a mixtape. Oh, you're trying to, you know, connect with this talent or you're trying to get these these young you know creatives in here I know all of them because they've always pulled from like our circles if you think about it and so like why not weaponize your own network but do it through a lens of like I'm showing you what I can do and I'm showing you what I'm capable of so I'm gonna make you look good at your next meeting by letting you know like yo if we pull Shannon in here and pull this other person and pull this other person and that was, I would say, like the biggest push that I did strategically until I could do that on my behalf mm-hmm. and have the work to back it up, if that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's something that I try to tell a lot of creatives when <clears throat> they're asking, like, how can they get in and leveraging all of those experiences that you had before advertising and figuring out how to bring those into the room is probably like the most strategic thing that you could do. Absolutely. I mean, because you can't get in. Like, right. I just yeah. tell them, like, how can I get in? You can't. 
Like, there's so many things, like, that are outside of even, like, the realm that I can touch that are going to stop you. And a lot of it, you know, this is a business-based relationship. I mean, industry in a way. And so, add, you know, weaponize me versus you trying to, like, just, like, mm-hmm. walk in and sit down because we're going to look at you like you're crazy if you yeah. do that. But we talk about sponsors, advocates, and mentors. And I think advocates is a little tricky of, like, who can be your true advocate and who do you think will vouch for you? So how did you choose that right person to say I've done X, Y, and Z, I've done this and have faith that they would put you on these these businesses. I've made sure that one my work was bulletproof. And yeah. so there was I mean at at the end of the day, like if you don't feel comfortable in recommending me, I'm at a deficit. And so I made sure that my reputation in terms of she's a hard worker, you know, she has great ideas, blah, 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 blah. I was very aware of the things that I needed to work on, and it was a lot. Oh, self-awareness is key. <laughs> <laughs> it's like very, very self-aware that, you know, sometimes I did talk out of, out of turn or out of, you know, or not, not reading the room. Like, it took me a long time to learn how to, you know, mm. that strategically, how to do that. And so, but to answer your question in terms of my advocates generally were people who worked with me. My sponsors, looking at it now, were people who were seeing the future of the business and seeing where, you know, as business leaders at the agencies I was at, they were going to go, and it was like her. Mm-hmm. All right, she represents what we're going to need. They saw Ad Color coming. They saw, you know, all the DNI shit. They saw all that shit coming. Like a good business leader is seeing things mm-hmm. five, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. down the road, mm-hmm. and it was like, okay. In a decade or so, she is going to be an ECD here if she stays here. And so how does that look good? It's a little, like, forward manipulation if you think about it. Because I'm telling you, like, you're going to look very, very good when you're at the top of this holding company by, like, bringing me on. So you should just be friends with me now. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. I mean, I feel like like that strategy. Like, (laughs) I am so beneficial for you, like, a year from now. Like, don't miss this opportunity. so great. But that's, but see, but that's, and I don't think a lot of people really, really understand that. Like, I have what, I have like, I think I have like eight people that are working into me right now. And I'm like, half the time, I just don't want to think about if you can do it or not. Like, right. make my job easy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's, that's me being facetious, but truly, like, I don't think that's being facetious at all. Yeah, I feel like that's the goal. people want to recommend you and know that they can blind. If I tell, if you come to me, Kai, and say, what about Simeon? And I go like, oh, I don't even have to think about it. Boom. Right. All right, so you trust me enough where you know that I don't have to think, not right. even necessarily worry. If you know I don't have to worry, mm-hmm. you're not going to have to worry. Our jobs just got a little bit easier. Right. And your job or your path just got a little bit wider and longer. Yeah. So it, it it benefits. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to be like in a leadership mindset to get that. And yes. in this business, I think one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of us is that we were not being led by like real leaders. So the fact that you had the vision early on meant that you were gonna be a better leader later on, but you were also probably dealing with people who were great leaders because they were forward thinking. And I think that's where a lot of us get um, held back because people want to, they want all the glory. Mm. Um, And if you're looking for all the glory, then you're not looking to put people on that are probably going to make you look better. Yeah, Mm. you have to look at leaders who are smart and leaders who understand that, you know, I don't look good because I look good. My, My films don't look good because I came up with them. Or Like, clients know I don't, when I bring them stuff. Well, sometimes I have come up with it, but... Clients know that, you know, what's that saying by Maya? When I stand as one, I stand as 10,000. Like, there are people behind me who I'm representing on top of that. And so it, it's kind of weird to me when people do that hmm. because I'd be like, but you, you didn't know do you that. got 10 people working for you. Like, like, why are you up here accepting this award by yourself talking about I work so hard? You know, and all I like that. Like, w- I just want to thank me. <laughs> yeah. And like, everything I'm like, even, myself. You'll, and you'll I have even done. position it and you'll say we, because you know we're going to check you if you say yeah. I, but you're still kind of like, you know, cuck holding this I, little no. piece of metal. Like, you know, like you put all of your hard work into it. And I'm like, you still got juniors waiting to see if they can go home right now, back oh, at the office. True. Like, you have to have you have to look for people who do that because if you know that they do that naturally that they're going to do it for you um 
And then the, there's always going to be that person who's coming in like, I, 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 I. And I think that the tide is changing a bit in terms of people are kind of not feeling it anymore. And, you know, we can't kill them, so we just kind of let them rock. Wow. Have you thought about that before? We can't push him off the hill. You know, <laughs> I can't push him down the steps. I mean, I figure there's something you, you else. Can't, you, can't, you, can't, you, can't, you can't kick someone out of your organization for being like, you're too self-centered. Like, that's not a reason to actually, no. like, dismiss, like, a good person. It's not, in my opinion. It's oh, not. Okay. But what you can is see through it as a leader and be like, oh, you did that? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I say a lot of things that I don't mean. Also, like, like, you like, if I, like sometimes like you I'd be like, so everybody got to die. Like, I really don't mean everybody <laughs> got to die. It's a very New York thing. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I was saying that was that was definitely that was that was definitely a money making Mitch moment. Like, <laughs> like everybody, people die so every day. You money making Mitch. I mean, paid in full is definitely something it's that it's a motivation though. of mine. Like, I'm just trying to be like that, but like legal, <laughs> just legal, legal. Um, so one of the things that was super interesting on your Twitter feed in the last few, was that months? It was this summer, which feels like it's just been a week long, but it's yeah. definitely been like three and a half months. <laughs> Within this time period, you released this article about making shitty pancakes. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which had me cracking up and also dying because I had just bought almond flour thinking it was going to work like all-purpose flour and <laughs> everything I made this summer was shitty. But one of yeah. the things that you said, um, and just so people know, it is in, it is basically a metaphor for what it looks like, uh, what inclusion looks like in advertising these days. Um, and one of the things you said is that with good intentions, we seek out the new ingredients we need without giving much thought to the environments we're asking them to work in, a la the old recipe. Yeah. We don't think, we think that we don't have to change the recipe while expecting the same if not better results or worse, we expect them to fully adapt to how we think they should be versus how versus how they actually are. And that's when I kind of like fell to my knees and broke down in tears because I was like, oh my God, oh no. I've never felt so seen in my life because this is the shit we be saying on this show. Yeah. Everybody's asking for the new shiny diversity toy. And then when they get the toy, they're like, okay, let me just put it on the shelf. That's yeah. it. That's all it's here for. Or they just leave it. It's like, boom, here you go. Here's your desk. And, and I, that's it, that's it. You never yeah. hear from that person again. What what besides making really bad pancakes one day? What made <laughs> well, you? It was a few weekends. I didn't play few? myself in that article and that in that post. Like my my poor husband. Oh, he had to suffer for me. Like it was like test kitchen. It was bad. Was he eating them too? No, no. I think he was throwing them away when. Because I, <laughs> I would be like, why is it trash food? Oh, he had the plate down. He distracted the plate face side down. Yeah, like, like oh, just, babe, I'm full. Well, what kind? What made you draw the um, parallel between advertising and just not understanding how to use new ingredients to create a new thing? Um. I think it was like just the easiest way. Like I said, like I said in that piece, like it was like I had a realization in a sense. I was like, this is kind of how I feel at work, or this is how I felt at work, um, or this is what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. You know, other people go through in a sense. It, it really came to light when I was I was talking to uh, a CCO at a very very major place, and we were talking, I had made a comment to him, we were having lunch, and I had made a comment, um, he, he had asked me, he was like, would you ever open your own agency? Huh. And I said, I don't know. And I said, and I went down like a line of like, why I don't think I would ever do it, or why I would, and I said, and the one thing, but I said, the one thing that I would wanna do is get the recipe right. And that metaphor, mm -hmm. like it all kind of came to me, I was like, you know, it's kind of like when you make pancakes. When mm -hmm. boop, 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 like that's literally like how it came, it just didn't really fit in the, bones of that piece but every like I could say I've been doing this for maybe 15 years I want to say because um, I, I leave advertising always for like a year and I come you back. You said that to me last year and I was like that gave me so much hope I'm like oh good I can, oh, I I can I'll be like nah, I can't stand I can, and then I can I'll like again. go and work at like a random startup and then I'll come back like it I, I just that's just me um, it's like I have to step back to love it but I'm staying for everyone that I'm talking to right now I'm staying <laughs> okay, for guys. all intents and purposes, she's here right now. In the room for who okay. is looking at um, you. 
<laughs> no, but it, it really, when, when I said that, I'll never forget, we were eating tacos. And when I said that, um, it kind of hit me and like all of that just kind of came out. And I did it for um, one, one club's creative leaders mm-hmm. retreat. I did it voc- verbally and then I actually really, really wrote it. Because it was just the, e- people, people respond to metaphors, but it was just the easiest way that I think that I could contextualize this conversation that was not through a lens of gender or race. Because when you do that, even you know, even if you're you know a white man doing it, when you come in through those two filters, ears shut off right. because they're conversations that people are tired of having. Are people they take them personally and they think that they're being personally attacked? And you know, I have things to say about that, but I understand that those are natural human reactions because I you know I do that sometimes. Sometimes I overreact or I over uh, personalize things from or internalize things for myself. But I'm like, everyone likes cooking. You know, and we've all kind of like know what this is. And it's funny, when I gave that talk in um, Palm Springs, you know, of course, I'm one of the few, if not the only woman like me there. And these are a bunch of ECDs, CCOs, you know, CMOs of agencies or whatnot. Like you can't necessarily, you have to be at a certain level to be invited Mm -hmm. to this thing. And you would be so surprised how many people were like, I never thought of it that way. And I'm like, I'm looking at people funny, by the way. I'm just like, are you serious? But I realized that I contextualize it through a human experience of you think you can do this and this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen it happen to me and I've seen it happen to other people where you walk into an organization and you can even be given tools, but no one is thinking about just how is my organization, period, before... I bring this person into here. What do we need to fix? Not for that person. And you have to be careful to say that. You cannot, mm-hmm. you know, I can't go to Glenn, for example, at 72 and be like, change your whole organization hmm. if I want to work. That's impossible. That's not going to happen per se. But what you can say is, hey, before, if we know we're making a push to have women, more women, uh, people of color, if we're looking, making a push to become more um, able-bodied, inclusive, or yep. people who, who are not quite able-bodied. More accessible, I, yeah. Accessible, that's what I meant to say. I don't want to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, you, if you knew you, for that last example, you know that you're going to be re-looking at your bathrooms, your accessibility yeah. into your yeah. building and things of that nature. Why wouldn't you do that in a cultural context or a state of mind context of knowing that if you're saying like, oh, we're doing this high school program and we want non-traditional thinkers and we want, we don't care if you went to uh, portfolio school or whatnot. So you know that they're going to be working with people who did and there's going to be a difference of language. There's going to be a different way of doing things. I came from music. I had a tough time. But I also had a much easier time working in advertising because I was so used to getting told no. Right. That I was just like, exactly. oh, all right, boom. Here's this one. Boom. To here's this told one. Told no, getting yelled. Yeah, at. getting yelled Listen. at. I got fired. I'm never wow. forget. I got fired four times in a week. You know, like you when you're working in entertainment, you know, you're so I'm so used to pitching someone in the backseat of an SUV on the way to the airport. You know, because that's the only time I can get in front of them. That. I, like a lot of the hurdles, I could get used to easier. Yeah. What I couldn't get used to sometimes was the process and the politics yeah. and things like that. And so I'm using myself as an example, but there's so many people who have the same story, which is in like, yeah. I knew I could do the work, but I just didn't know what the recipe was. Yeah. And so if you're not cognizant of that, if you're not willing as a leader to open yourself up and say, you know what, maybe you just have too, pri- too much pride to ask me, or I'm just going to do the work and get ahead of this and saying, like, I'm bringing this person on. They're going to be coming from this state of mind. How do we how do we get ahead of that? How do we work together to not only make sure that they feel welcome, but that their best talent, the thing that I am paying upwards of hundreds of thousand dollars a year is for, I mean, for, is going to be used well. Because then you're just, you're, you're, you're spending bad money. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's funny because when you start talking to people about it through the lens of money, they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, you're wasting so much money mm-hmm. by like parading this kid around and not knowing that he could be doing X, 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 and X for you, but you have no idea what to do with them. One, because you haven't asked, and two, you haven't really done the work to think, if I'm hiring you to push this button, but I'm putting you in a position where he got to ask like 15 people to do it, I bet you there's people there already Sorry. Sign. Who want to push the button? Sign. And I have no better ways to do it. Like I keep speaking of metaphors, but it's it's simple mathematics to me. 
Like it doesn't make any sense. And we talk about we want to make better work and we want to make cheaper work and faster work and all these yeah, things. And I'm like, these people bureaucracy. can do all this shit, but you know, you're still you're you're still you're still working on a system that was built in the fifties. Right. It's 2019. You know, and so when you put it through that lens, it, it kind of people go like, oh. And I'm like, I don't need a diversity workshop on my first day. Right. right. Like, I don't need that. I no. don't need people to make certain inroads for me and things like that. I'm good money wherever I am. What I need is space to rock and bring the best that I can do to the table. And if you know, if you're looking at it purely through those lenses of, I need to get the best ROI out of this person, you'd be so surprised. Things start to change. Different levels of management start to move around and things like that. And ways of working get revisited because it's like, oh, wait, I may not get what I actually need out of this person. And when they leave, they're going to cut me. And that's what you That part. That part. You had a question. (laughs) But let's talk about being creative, being black, being a woman, and working in this industry. I think when you perfect the recipe and someone sees that, they're like, oh, well, maybe you can help with our diversity initiatives and stuff like that. Have anyone (laughs) played you? (laughs) Has anyone played you to be like, Shannon's great. Let's see if she can bring more black people in. <laughs> as, as the resident black woman, do you want to do, uh, do all our diversity for us, please? I've had that happen one place, um, and I quickly parlayed it into something else. I was like, it was oh, you finesse. know how to play a player. Okay. Um, but you know what? I, I'm, very, I'm very, very upfront um, in terms of what my own personal passions are. And so generally people don't have to ask me. Like they know if you're gonna get, you know, director recommendations from me, it's gonna be a diverse list. And it's, I don't actually do it on purpose. It's because I live in a diverse mindset. Right. I live in a very, very globally cultured world. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I, I happen to know a lot of female directors because I'm a woman, you know? <laughs> like there's, there's, it isn't intentional in a way, but to answer your question, yeah, you get asked those things. And when you're younger, you get excited or you may think like, oh, they want me to do this and I'm going to do this and, da, da, and gold star for me. But when I get older, you'd be like, don't let them do that shit to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you pull on the side like, don't let them, don't let them make you do, because you're not being paid to do you're that. You're not being paid right. for You're it. not getting paid to do that. There are experts. There are so many people. Glenn, I was saying, Glenn Singleton does an yep. amazing workshop for he executives. Does. Like there are people who are trained to deal with that. Asking a young person, especially, especially a young woman of color speaking from that perspective, it is wholly unfair. Yeah, It is wholly unfair. I can put myself in that arena now because I have managed people. I have, I'm an entrepreneur. Like I'm at the place where I can have a qualified, and mm-hmm. I stress qualified conversation about that. And so mm-hmm. if I choose to be in that room, I'm coming with not only my perspective, but I'm coming from my perspective as a leader. Mm-hmm. Asking, you know, a senior art director to, you know, think of really, really cool ways to diversify your agency. Like, they got enough shit to deal with. And now they got to, like, you know, and they could be, there's so much stuff that, there's so (laughs) much stuff that you have to deal with as a creative anyway. I'm like, (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation. I'm like, half of the people around you are, like, have mental health issues and, (laughs) like, 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 substance abuse problems. Like, you're trying to navigate that shit. Like, you don't want to have to navigate, like, all that other stuff. That's, that's, that's whack. Right. Um, and I tell my leaders that, like, bring somebody in, or if not, have you lead it. And if you're uncomfortable leading it or having the conversation, ask yourself why. Mm. Because it, it happens, and we get, we get tricked into thinking that it's a bonus. That's free work. Right. You're all about ROI yeah. and money. <laughs> so mean, that's, that's free work. That, that question came up yesterday, and I, that's that was kind of my response too is like if they're going to ask you to do it then they need to come with money and they also need to give you resources. But a money or that. a consideration because right. sometimes sometimes a consideration like if I know if I'm going to be working on this DNI thing I want to end on the next whatever pitches that I'm mm. you know available to work on like it doesn't even necessarily have to be that I want in on those opportunities that those guys are getting over there mm. I want to get in front of this client I want to have an opportunity to do this. Like you can parlay that in so many different ways because, and I can tell you just from from my end of the mm-hmm. spectrum, who 
is in a room with coming is in a room when it comes to talking about salaries and things of that nature. Sometimes, you know, depending on the organization that I am, I, I understand that that's always not possible. Mm. But that doesn't mean you can't get things that will get you right. more than your five percent raise mm. that are going to get you in front of somebody that's going to change your life. Like right. you have to parlay that, and there's so many different ways. One of the things we talked about yesterday, um, going deeper into this conversation, is pay equity. Um, so. Obviously, as we know, black women make a lot less money than white men and less money than white women. And also, we're super educated and super entrepreneurial. We're and super over-educated. Over-educated. We're one of the most educated segments of we the We are. I have the, numbers, I have the numbers somewhere in my phone, but I was like, I'm not about to go and like look through these emails. But it's <laughs> like, I think it was like 70, black women in the, over the last 10 years received 70% of the graduate degrees in the United States. Mm -hmm. And within that, what we find out is the more educated we are, the wider the pay gap is between white males and black women. Um, so with that being said, one of the questions I like to ask people now is do you, do you find or do you feel that you are paid equitably? And maybe we're not going to talk about like current <laughs> job, but like no, overall, no, no, I'm compensated overall. Well. I will say this, I'm compensated well. I'm compensated well. I learned very quickly, um, and I cannot I cannot act, actually honestly say if I'm compensated as well as my counterpart. Mm -hmm. But having done the work and making the relationships that I need to make, like I tell everybody, you need to get in good with all your admins, yeah, all your HR people, mm -hmm. all of that. Where if I go to finance, someone, that's my, finance, that's my, those are my like, people. I've definitely reached out to women that I've worked with that I've kept relationships with that, you know, since I'm not, we're not at the same place, I can ask a question like, you remember someone like I'm making this up, John? Like, what was John making? I'm mm -hmm. trying, I'm going up for this job, blah, 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 and they'll tell me. So I can be like, oh, okay. You know, like that has saved me from a mm -hmm. lot because I was at a place and um, the dumbest thing happened in the world where I literally found a pay stub? No. Oh uh, my God. Um, Sounds like it's an secure? offer letter. <laughs> Shut up. On You're a, a Molly. You're a real life Molly. <laughs> on all things. And, you know, I just, I didn't even make a thing of it. I acted like I didn't even see it. Of course I looked at it. Um, you know, just took it back to the, it was, I think someone had, there's private, there were private printers at this mm -hmm. place and someone maybe had put it in the wrong place. No, but that was God. took it and I was like, here you go, but it oh, quickly you did dawned give it back, on me. That's no, I was like, I'm sorry, I found Th this. This is think, yours. I don't think this should be out, but it dawned on me <laughs> that day. And this wasn't someone at my level, just to be clear. This was someone at a level that I would want to be at. But oh. when I saw like the number of years, at bah, 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 where I'm like, no, this is crazy. I'm being paid way too low. And ever since then, I've been really, really been clear, like, I have amazing male friends in this industry of all races, and we're very, very honest with each other of how, how privately how much we make. And I'm proud to say that I'm in their, their realms, mm -hmm. um, on the lower end, I would say, but I'm in, I'm in their ranges. And I did that because <laughs> I just kind of like didn't care when it came to like, oh, so you know, what's your base? I would just be like, boom like with authority and people believe me. <laughs> Suckers. <laughs> no, seriously, because you be like this, like, yo, I want $40 and like, you're just waiting like. <laughs> and they'd be like, okay, well actually we're gonna give you 420 and you're like, what? And, and I, as, I, as I've gotten older, I realized that we do a lot of that to ourselves and right, like right. not talking to each other, but not believing in how much money we should make. Yeah. Right. Because you can, you, can give some, you can give a woman, if everyone here is making $50 and she's making 30 and you say, okay, we're gonna make, make you $50, we're gonna give you $50. Do you know the amount of women who will question that? And I've seen that happen. Yeah. I've seen that happen to women that I've hired that have been like, I wanna come in you know, and this is my base rate, and I have to be like, okay, so email me at my personal email address. I gotta <laughs> tell you something real quick. Why in the hell would you like put yourself at your level? Blah, 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 blah. I just have to know. Like, are you, are you faking it? Are you da 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 da? Because it makes no sense how much we hold ourselves back. Yes, the world holds us back. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but we you can't would add be to that. So surprised the number of young women that I know who were like. I, and I did it myself. I got, remember, I'll never forget, I got, 
I got offered a position and it was a level and I turned it down. I was like, I don't think I'm ready for it yet. Hmm. And a part of me still thinks that I was right, but like the more, the older I get, I was like, I was ready for that. I was totally ready for that. I talked myself out of it because imposter syndrome is a bitch. Mm. Yeah. And then also, we're also taught to be polite. We're also taught like, we're in the door, don't rock the boat. Right. And I'm like, but if you recruit, and it got to the point where I started, I, I just started hanging around so many white men. And I was just like, wait, you it recruited helps. me. It, it helps. That is a game changer. Yeah, like, no. I didn't do you the favor. Me. You didn't do me a favor. I came in here for you. Yeah, and so like, I, I kind of started I don't, I'm not a big fan of women, especially emulating other people, but emulate how these guys roll when it comes to like, you know, every, every woman has gone through this where, you know, you'll have a young man present an idea like this is the best idea in the world and it's shit, right? And like young women have the best idea and be like, oh, I was thinking about right. this and that's not right. I think I need to do like after seeing that and i just started handling that when it came to my salary when it came to representing my work or whatnot like i'm the shit i'm gonna give you an i'm the shit number and if you don't want it i'm willing to look at other things but you have to walk in knowing fully that you're the shit first hmm. because people will believe you and even if you don't believe it <laughs> 100%. <laughs> you only believe it like 80%, and you got like 10% is your homegirls, and the other 10% is God. Like, that's what you got to do, and that's what you got to do because you just be so surprised that you'll come in thinking that you're making too much, and that printer moment will happen, and you realize you're still getting paid less than most right. people, wow. which is crazy to me. But there were a few other things too. Like, I'm not a big, and I, I, won't, I won't get into it, but. A few other lessons that I learned in terms of like, you know, tenure versus, you know, like the value of tenure and understanding mm -hmm. that, the value of equity in other ways. Th there's so many things that I don't think that we teach each other, but that mm -hmm. is for a whole nother podcast where I'm talking anonymously. <laughs> well, we'll have to like yeah. hide your voice. Because they're not popular <laughs> things to do, but mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an episode idea, anonymous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, there is a show like that on title where it's like anonymous criminals like giving their whole story. It's like it's like anonymous prostitutes, and nothing, anonymous. And let me just say, it's not illegal or anything like that, but it's just things that like they're rules that we're not taught. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the behind the scenes. Yeah, it's the stuff that I've seen that. watching like you know ECD friends of mine negotiate their stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, yo, let me take you to brunch. I need to know how you got that job. Right. right. I'm about to go up for da, 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 da. those conversations. We're not having. Let me ask you. Let me ask you one more question um, or a two part question. Do you personally think you're the shit? And if so, when did you get to that point where you're like, I'm a solid 85 percent the shit and everybody else fills in the rest? <laughs> I think I'm the shit four days out of the week. OK, that's a majority. It's only seven days. Yeah. yeah. And then, but no, but no. But then like three, two of those days, I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I'm going to just be a vet. Or like, <laughs> I'm going to go back to like, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to just do my parlor business. Like, um, when did that happen recently? really really recently and I don't I hope this doesn't depress anyone it took me that long to realize that but it really did you know like I, I never sought validation like awards and all those are wonderful things to put your earrings on in your house that's what I shut up not, but, not, like, not, not your jewelry <laughs> not your jewelry holder <laughs> not your jewelry holder yes the door stop but you wear headpieces like, too hold up, <laughs> door. um but you realize like the validation like I, I it was really when i started to see my work being talked about in a way through a lens that spoke to why i'm in this industry of like that made me feel mm. not i like it or I'm gonna go buy that, but that made me feel a certain way, you know. That's when I was like, I'm doing something right, um, and having people around you, not not having joy killers, not having people who know that you know it's hard being a friend of someone in this business unless all of your friends are in this business, which I'm not a big advocate of either. But damn, like I'm just not. That's all I um, got. But. <laughs> You know, having people who know what you're going through and who can still sustain you. Like when I say I'm the shit, I that was that was a community agreement. Mm -hmm. 
you know what I'm saying? In terms of like me listening to my community and being like, yeah, I can do this. I can actually do this. And I'll be honest, um, one of the hardest things that I did recently was I left two amazing teams of people and I had to do it for myself. I had to do it for, for me. And I was like, I will not be your best leader if I continue to be at this place. But the reactions that they had, and it's, it's, it's sad that it was through something, it was through like us disconnecting, but realizing like, yo, I must be doing something right if people are like, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or I'll even, or maybe I'll even consider it like, oh, okay, I got this. But that little voice in your head, it comes back, it, sometimes it takes over your whole day. Sometimes it'll take over your whole weekend or your whole week. And you kind of have to play yourself in a, in, a, in a bit of like reminding yourself of like all the work that you've done, reminding yourself of like why you're there and just not getting fooled by your surroundings. Because if you're working around people who are, you know, a bit paranoid or, you know, in this industry, people like to play into the mythologies of agencies. Like when mm-hmm. I worked at Droga, it was like, oh, you must be working like late every night. Mm-hmm. It must be like you think we walk on water. And I'm like, not today. No. <laughs> <laughs> normal people, brilliant normal people who are having like just normal ass lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Seeing everything around you for what it is and not what the name of it is was a big help in me being like, mm-hmm. you know what? Y'all need me. Mm-hmm. You know, and you need more women like me, but I'm here because y'all need me. And having, and I will say the last thing, having leaders who, I'm, I'm fortunate to work with a leader right now um, who does remind us why he handpicked every single one of us. Sometimes he does it to like make us do more work, but <laughs> but but being like, you know, I brought you in for this, like I brought you in for da 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 da, and you're like, yeah, I I I can do that, you know, like that, those, and it taught me how to be a better leader. Like those things are important, but you know, you just you realize, and like I said, I'm the shit four days out of the week, and then like three days, I'd be like, I don't know. I'm just wing it. I, I mean, <laughs> and, that's, all, and that's real. If it's out of three, you just gotta say two out of three ain't bad. I think four yeah. out of seven ain't bad either. I feel like it's a good ratio. I'll tell you this. I think you're the shit, and not just to say it, because I think sometimes when I give people compliments, they're like, oh, you say everybody is great. Yes, because we only want to talk to great people. And um, particularly right before we started the podcast, I was trying to see, like, I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I really don't understand. I really still don't I think understand why fire. I'm in advertising. Like, I'm really just a project manager. Like, I'm out here with struggling with timelines and telling people we can't we can't make you a whole video for two dollars. <laughs> um, and I really just I was like, okay, well, who else in this business looks like me? Who else is speaking? And it was at the time that I was thinking. I want to start to tell people about themselves because I feel like I feel like we're not saying the things that need to be said. And so I started YouTubing like black women advertising. Okay, no, can't find anybody. And the only video You're not allowed I found, to be on YouTube. The only video I found was of you on a panel. So this is like <laughs> years ago. And I was like just watching. I was like, oh shit, I'm trying to be like her. Like whatever it was that you said was just so real. And oh, you were you. just so dope in up. that room, just like <laughs> on a panel of other, I think it was just like a woman's panel, but you were speaking, you were like, listen, this is who I am, this is what I do, this is how I speak, I don't care, fuck that. I think you had cussed, <laughs> and I was like, I like her, I want to be like that. So to me, you've been the shit, because you was cussing a room full of people out. <laughs> um, like, and normal. I just appreciate, and I just want you to know, like, I appreciate that, because I was Thank like, so that's much, something guys. I needed. So, Thank and you. then I found out you went to Howard, and then I was like stalking your Instagram. I was like, oh shit, she's the uh-huh. best that. So I was like, this is just a lot. This <laughs> is like, this is a fangirl that. moment. So, oh, thank man, you. Thank, thank you for what you bring. I, I want to be cool like y'all. No, you oh. real cool. No. <laughs> I, ask anybody you who I work with. You right have that little voice. Like, you can it just took a lot of work. It took a lot of work to put these eyebrows on today. Like, it's, 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 that's real. I have one quick question. As a creative, New York versus LA. Um, I think New York when you're younger. Mm. I think New York when you are ready to get punched in the face a few times. Because you're going to get punched in the face a few times. Yeah. You're going to get punched. I mean, I get punched in the face every week. But, you know, like I think New York to New York teaches you things you will not learn. Because you're learning things in your life. You're learning how to navigate one of the best and also most brutal cities in the world. 
and you're learning how to navigate it while navigating an industry. Like I said before, I was thinking about this. I'm like, this is the only industry where like we put these beautiful, brilliant minds in like these rooms <laughs> filled with all these issues that they shouldn't really have to deal with. Like advertising is made up of some of the most brilliant people, in my opinion, in the world. We get paid for our imagination. Mm -hmm. That is crazy to me, especially like, you know, African-American, you know, Afro-Caribbean, like that, that mindset, that, like people be like, I'm, I'm technically second, second, but like, like people be like, you get paid to do what? You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like my mom still can't do it, but you think about that. You're coming in, you're fresh. No one tells you that 70% of the people, like I said earlier, that you're working with are going through some type of coming on, coming off, or about to go through some type of mental change. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a hard industry. You know, your soul is in the creative, and people are kind of like being like, nah, that's not good, nah, that's not good. And you're mm -hmm. like, is it me as a person? <laughs> and that does things to people. Mm -hmm. And then you have other things like substance abuse. You have, you know, interpersonal relationship things. You have all these things that we don't talk about. And then you got New York, which already is just like, especially now, like I feel bad for anyone living in New York right now. I'm like, it's like, oh God. Yeah. So, like, I made good I'm decisions. Like, the age <laughs> is trash now. What happened? <laughs> it was rocking when I was younger. Like, I'm like, oh Lord. But I would not I'm, be. I feel who so I triggered. Was. I just feel like so you're like triggered. Oh, have a like, safe trip. Like, guys. I, like seriously. So you remember that that meme of Nene Leakes? She's like the ghetto. Child, <laughs> the ghetto, the ghetto, the ghetto. Like, I was in New York like two weeks ago. I went for Afropunk and I took the train like three stops on the six. And the six is a generally nice train, but I was like, ugh. Oh, <laughs> now, y'all, I've only lived out of New York for one year. This is what living in L.A. does for you. But I will say, I mean, New York is one of the best places, I think, in the world to make your career. Yeah. Um, you learn the value of, of your work. You know, you learn how to get you. You're in a city where you can get anything 24 hours, literally anything 24 hours a day. And there's an energy that affects you, I think. I think L.A. is a great place to come if you want to do more things. But as an older person. And I don't want to sound ageist, but I feel like you need to really know yourself to live here because there are so many people here trying to find themselves. And they move out here trying to find that identity, and it's hard to get sucked into that. So I'm not saying move here when you're 40, but like just have a good amount of, of um, knowledge of self you know, when you come out here. And also having a tight work ethic out here is a big plus. Wait, I don't want people from LA to fight me when I say this. Um, because it is looked at as a bit of, you know, having like that that mentality of like, oh, we getting this done now? All right. We just came out of the meeting, we just came out of the recap. All right, how we how we how we gonna attack this? Why do we have to have a meeting about how we're gonna attack it tomorrow? Why can't we do it right now? That type of energy is just it's people do like that, I will say. And um, it 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 works well for you here. But LA forces you to slow down. Like I go for hikes now. Jesus you could not Christ. have told me five years ago that I would be walking through the woods every weekend. But it is one of my best, my favorite things to do. My husband serves every Saturday. Like it's y'all it, are different. It for, well, he grew up surfing. Oh, but like it, it, it <laughs> forces you to be like, oh, I don't maybe need to go get trash after work at you know a bar. Let's go walk in Marvisa or Playa Vista and walk on a beach and like, I've done this, but like some sippy cups or whatever, the adult ones, and like just hang out on the sand. It's, a, it's a different vibe. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Yeah. I, I needed that. Great time. Yeah, I would love it. I'm going to email you. <laughs> <laughs> and, I think, and I think up. that there's a really thriving black community here too um, that uh, really, really is it's very southern and its roots i mean if you know the story if you read like the warmth of other sons and you know the story of the migration and the people who came here generally did come from like texas louisiana mississippi or whatnot and that that feeling that vibe of togetherness of like we all we got i think is still here versus in new york it's we all we got but like but we though <laughs> you know, but like me and my crew right here. I, I don't know y'all. Y'all, I'm from Brooklyn. Y'all from Harlem. Like, nah. Like, 
It's a little different. That's that's real. That's <laughs> yeah. very real. Um, well, Shannon, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday to kick it with us for a little bit. Thank um, you for having me. This is this is probably one of our um, more relaxed moments of the weekend where we just got to sit down and like I didn't have to really do my eyebrows today, yeah. so like they look th- great though. Thank you. I got them. <laughs> I got them threaded last week after look, like six months, so it's nice. been. Very I appreciate nice. you noticing. Um, but if people wanted to find you and stalk you, what's the best way to do that? Um, please don't find me and stalk me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, okay. Can I just say something really quick to anyone listening to this? Emailing me and asking me to mentor you <laughs> is not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> If you could just get to know my work and maybe, I don't know, maybe we go out and kick it or, like, do a FaceTime date. Like, it's kind of like you would never ask someone to marry you on the first date. Not that I haven't had that happen, but you're um, right. It's uncomfortable. It, it makes me very uncomfortable. And, like, I don't think a lot of people understand, like, my email response time legit is three to five days because – I, I have too many emails I have to look oh, at. Oh, wow. Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's uh. when you're working, like, I work 13, 14 hour days sometimes. I'm about to shoot in a few weeks. And so, like, when I'm looking at, it's kind of like, it's, it's, you're asking someone for so much. I, don't, I think people think, like, oh, let's hang out. And then when, you know, we can kick it and I can ask you questions, you could be my mentor. Like, I took mentorship very seriously. Like, and I keep in touch with every mentee I've had. And I've only had four, and there is a reason for that. I don't do it a lot because it is a valuable relationship that you invest in. And so I'm not saying that I'm not down for it. What I'm saying is, like, you should maybe know where I work. Shade. Or you should know, like, what I'm doing. Or even, like, hey, you can actually invite me for coffee versus I'm looking for a mentor. Can you look at my book? I have no idea who you are. Mm. And I say that on behalf of like every single person that I work with right now in my position. And it's like, God, you want to do so much, but they're just asking for so much at the beginning. Like, I may not even be right for you. Right. Like, I may not be right for you at all. Like, just because I look like you does not mean that I may be right for you. Like, the person that you may need in your life may not look like you. Mm, One of my favorite mentors in the world is a white man. Like we vibe on a completely different level because we work the same. We have the, we have the same mindset. We have the same disability. Like we both have like mild dyslexia. Like he helps me write my words in a way where it's like, that's what I really, 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 really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of women who look like me as mentors because this is not a lot of us. But I just say all that to say like, just really, really, really think about it. But if you like want to shoot the shit and talk about reality TV shows on Twitter and all kinds of things, you can find me at at Shan Boogie on pretty much every platform. I say wow, because I emailed you and I was like, I hope she responds because she's bad busy and super teen. Okay, I'm going to tell you why. And you you emailed right back and I was like, God is good. I was (laughs) (laughs) That's when when the parlor travel trip launched. And so the notifications are Squarespace notifications. And I thought I had did some, I was literally in front of my computer because I had just got finished migrating like one domain to the other. And I was just like, okay, now what do they want? And I was like, oh, oh, hey, I know y'all. <laughs> so you can think that was Carla Travel for that, yeah. All right, well, thank Actually, can you promo Carla Travel real quick? Oh, yes, I own a travel company, a travel, uh, a black woman-centered travel concierge and editorial platform by the name of at Parlor, P-A-R-L-O-U-R, travel, and... We have Thailand coming up next year. We're going Ooh. to Thailand, y'all. Y'all can come. Just go to at Parlor Travel on Instagram for all your details. Nice. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Shannon. Have fun yeah, tonight. Thank you, folks. I hope you all have hangovers. Somewhere. I still I remember your I outfit. Don't. Oh, yeah. Man, that was, that was dope. fine. We're going to talk about Girl, that. Girl, that was a $40 dress. I know that's right. I love I'm the headpiece. I'm, I'm with <laughs> it. Yeah, that was, that was. All right, y'all. As you know, Thanks, this guys. is Mixed Company. We'll talk. Peace. Later. Bye.